Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Hello, everyone, and a huge welcome to all our wonderful listeners out there, wherever you are in this amazing world. You are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live, and yes, I am your host for the next hour and so excited to be here again. As you will already know, if you are a regular listener to these shows, I always like to share either my own personal stories and insights or those of others who are out there living their very own uniqueness and facing, you know, the the struggles and challenges that all of us face as we strive to be the very best that we can be. It's a great way for many to realize that they're not alone in the experience. And there is always an answer to the challenges or struggles that we encounter in this journey that we call life. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing right now. And as I explained uh, last week in this current six-week series, I'm going to be chatting with six real women who have truly empowered others by empowering themselves. And I'm sure you will also remember me explaining um, that sometimes when the going gets tough, it's really great to hear from those who have probably gone through what you may be facing right at the moment. And what they share is exactly what you need to hear to enable you to get up and keep on keeping on. All of these women have faced real challenges and all of these women have had real struggles. And through these challenges and struggles, these beautiful women have defined who they really are and have taken real steps towards living their truth. And guess what? My guest today is certainly no exception. This lady has faced the dragons of life and has stepped into her passion and purpose in truly amazing ways. Living on the autism spectrum is not easy in a world that seems to be, oh, I don't know, preoccupied with trying to make everyone fit into a box marked normal (laughs) and look out if you don't happen to meet the required standards standards I should say of normal life then becomes one where you are constantly looking from the outside in and always seeming to have to work so hard at attempting to fit that criteria set out by society now I'd like to tell you a little bit about Alyssa before I welcome her onto the call today. She's a lady who has chosen to really accept who she is 
And now she fondly and proudly declares to the world that she is an Aspie through and through. And by accepting her place on the autism spectrum, she now inspires so many others to make it okay to be autistic and is on a mission to educate our communities in knowing and understanding the world of autism. Um, Alyssa combines her skills and competence as a professional educator uh, with her own personal life experiences of living ASD or Asperger's. And she also parents um, children on the spectrum. She and because of that, she is now afforded full credibility as an expert in her field. Her passion is in the ongoing development of programs and supports for people with social, communication and emotional challenges, specifically autism spectrum people. And her, I think, distinctive approach has seen increasing demand on her expertise as a professional consultant and workshop presentator. Uh, her work is naturally infused with her own insight and her compassion and her understanding, which comes instinctively through teaching what she lives. So now that you have a little bit of insight into the world of Alyssa, I'd love to welcome her on as our guest today. So hello, Alyssa. Are you there? Hello. I'm here. And wow, that um, sounds that sounds a bit, uh, sounds a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but if, every single part of it is ever so true. And it, it is just, yeah, uh, we need to hear more from people like yourself who have really stepped into who they are. So well, could, sorry, go on. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I was going to say I live in, I, I see myself as living in my own little part of the world, just doing what I do sort of day by day. Um, and I guess my work is within the field of education and disability. And as you've already said, um, a lot of it's around professional development and training and other services all related to, to autism. And um, I am co-director of a company, Creating Connections Australia. And we do, I suppose, again, as you've already outlined, provide support to both autistic people themselves and to anybody who supports them as well. And that's a big thing because quite often, uh, especially, I guess, with children on the spectrum, and if parents uh, don't live in that world, then it's great for them to have that support to know how to uh, best encourage these children in the world of today. Would that be right? I think that's right. And probably also, if, if I dare say, even just to love them as they are, um, it can be so overwhelming for parents when they come into the world of autism if they haven't yet entered it themselves through their own life experiences and particularly when we hit the medical field where a lot of the diagnostic processes take place and there's still quite a lot of fear and stigma around autism and I think 
being able to provide a safe place for parents to understand and see the potential in their children is really important. But not only parents, anybody. Um, our children spend so much of their young lives within the school system. So having teachers and educators understand this is really important as well. Absolutely. So what led you, this might seem a really silly and obvious question, Elizabeth, you know, what led you to doing this work? <laughs> Would it be strange if I said my life? Yeah. <laughs> um, not at all <laughs> it, it really seems like so long ago now that I started moving towards where I am and it's hard to pinpoint exactly where it happened um, creating connections Australia has been in operation now for just over three years three years but it if I stop and think about it it was probably more like nine years ago that I really started to see a flicker of where I was headed. Um, I guess the type of work that I do isn't really something that you write down on your career options form in school, is it? Um, no, definitely not. <laughs> I suppose it's more something that came about as my life's experiences took hold. Um, and I guess the thing about the work that I do is that it's never been, and I don't, and I can't say that it ever will be for me, just a job. Um, my whole world is integrated with what I teach and what I share and what I live. And so for me, doing this kind of work just seems to be like a natural part of living. Um, especially when I look around at the world and I know there's so much more progress that needs to happen around autism in terms of understanding and creating spaces for autistic people to really shine and I suppose with my vision for change that's really where my worth lies. Mm, yeah and uh, living the whole um, or being Asperger yourself it um, I guess that really is the best place to come from I mean it's very difficult for people uh, such as myself, to truly understand the world of autism. It, it is most definitely, and I often use the example of uh, if you were wanting to learn Italian and you were wanting to learn about Italy, would you go, you can go to university and you can study a course if you live in somewhere like Australia, where obviously I do, you could go to university and learn a course or you could go to a language class and you could learn the Italian language, but if you really wanted to learn it and and have have your learning make the most impact on you, wouldn't you go to Italy and learn from somebody who who was Italian and had grown up and lived their whole lives within the Italian culture? Because that's where you're going to really understand Italy and the Italian language from its heart. And it's a bit like that with, with autism. That's my thinking anyway, that if you really want to know it and to understand it for what it is, yes, you can go to university or you can do a course, but hearing from autistic perspectives themselves gives you the ultimate in that inside knowledge. Most definitely. It's like a immersing yourself in a language and not just, yeah... And not just a language, but a, a whole way of being and a whole way of living that uh, makes the difference. Most definitely.
Yes, yeah, and uh, it. I guess it's the old adage: it it takes one to know one, really. And uh, and mind you, I wouldn't mind going to Italy and uh, em- embracing the whole culture and particularly the food. Now that would be a nice way to go. <laughs> but we are, yeah, we are coming into break, Alyssa, and. Um, but I've got so much that I want to discuss with you um, about, you know, your work and your challenges and how you got through those things in life. So, everyone, I want you to hang tight. Uh, after this break, uh, I'm sure Alyssa has so much to share with us that can help us see how we can move forward with our lives as well. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's When residents of Alligator Point, Florida, discovered a 400-pound gabberlunzi bear raiding their garbage, they called the local wildlife authorities. The officers came out and shot the bear with a tranquilizer dart in order to move him. Unexpectedly, the frightened bear swam out into the water where it started to drown as the tranquilizer began taking effect. Adam Warwick, an officer from the Wildlife Commission, jumped into action, swimming towards a juggernaut bear, while the other officers tried to figure out how to rescue both of them. Adam was somehow able to grab the bear and paddle 25 yards to the shore, saving the bear's life. The bear was then loaded on a truck and transported back to its home in the forest. What's a word for a last-minute attempt to get something done? A charrette. It's marching down. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. According to the National Headache Foundation, more than 29 million Americans suffer from migraines. Women are affected three times more often than men. 70 to 80% of sufferers have a family history. This vascular headache is most commonly experienced between the ages of 15 and 55. But a recent study in Sweden found that exercise can prevent migraine headaches just as well as drugs or relaxation techniques. For migraine sufferers, this is exciting news. According to this study, physical activity can be the key to migraine prevention. When you exercise, your body releases endorphins, which is the body's own pain-reducing substance. This is just another reason to commit to daily exercise. Keeping your body fit can also keep those migraines at bay. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Take a Love Live. And today I am chatting with my beautiful guest, Alyssa Plumridge, who I would describe as a real woman who is empowering others by empowering herself in amazing ways. Uh, it has not been an easy path for Alyssa, but one that I am sure many others are attempting to walk. And listening to her story will help all of us to see that it is possible to create a a wonderful life for ourselves regardless of who we are 
and the challenges we face. And part of this is really um, embracing our uniqueness and our one-of-a-kind giftedness and stepping into that. So, Alyssa, going on from, you know, uh, the last segment, could you explain, what do you really love about your work? Oh, wow, let me see. Uh... I'd probably start with one of the things I most love is, is the aha moments in the people who I support or teach. Um, I know that sounds really gushy, but that's truly what it is. And probably along with that is also hearing the success stories that come from people who learn from us or who try out some ideas or some suggestions that we give and then find that by using these ideas, it opens up to a whole lot of other amazing things along the way. Um, it's probably also knowing that somewhere, somehow, there might only be one person, but, it, but one person is enough. If they can have a better experience of life because of something that I've taught or shared with their parent or their school teacher or their support person or whoever it may be, then that's a really that that just that's everything to me I guess um, and seeing the relief on people's faces too when they realize that how you see them is perfectly okay just as they are that's that's probably something that I really love too and of course knowing there's a bigger picture to what I do so you really are empowering them to just live exactly who they are definitely autistic people themselves it's really about building a sense of self a positive sense of self and knowing that it's okay just who they are and they don't need to be anybody different um and i guess it is for everybody who supports them it's about helping them to build that sense of self and to build the the right spaces and create the right um, almost environments to, to really help these people succeed. These people, my people, I should say, my tribe. Yeah. So, Alyssa, if um, obviously you've gone through all of this yourself at a personal level, um, discovering who you were and, you know, really were and probably why you were, uh, you, you know, when I spoke in, at the beginning of the show about fitting into what everyone calls normal, when yeah. you figured that uh, you didn't necessarily fit that normal, um, you must have had some pretty big personal challenges. Would you like to share those and how you overcame those? Uh, yes. Look, I suppose like like a lot of people in the world, some of my biggest personal challenges have really been around self-doubt, uh, not 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 believing in who I am, um, fear. Fear is a big one, and for me, it's also been around getting a lot, getting lost in too much that's happening around me in everything that I do, um, and my self-talk particularly with my autism, when you spend your life in a world that can be really hard to understand, you tend to beat yourself up a lot. 
and you run all sorts of crazy thinking through your head as you work through how to process the world around you. So I suppose being vigilant about checking my self-talk has been a really big ongoing challenge for me and probably only something that I've been able to identify as I've got older. Um, probably over the last 10 or so years where I've been working really hard at being really consistent in reworking the language that I use towards myself and my self-talk to make sure that I was putting the right things into my head. And I write down a lot of things too, just to help help with that, that process, that I'm sending myself the right messages because that self-doubt can just sweep over everything and become too much to bear at times. Um, probably some of the other things that I do for myself, particularly this, I suppose, is to alleviate that feeling of being overloaded with everything that's going on around me, is about making it okay to practice self-love. And that's probably only been in recent years as well where I've realised that it's okay to give yourself time and space just to love who you are to enable you to continue to move forward in whatever it is that you're doing. And for me, sometimes that's been taking time out, both physically and mentally, turning the phone off, closing the door, um, sending the family away for the weekend, my husband seems to read the signs these days <laughs> when he can see that, that it's looking like I may need some space. But even just taking the time to start the day on my own, and even if that means only five minutes at the start of the day, and sometimes I wake up and I lie in bed and I'm even too scared to get out of bed in case it wakes the kids or the dog or the cat, and then my own time and space is gone, but just taking those couple of moments just to be and to have nothing. Um, yeah. That's been a really important thing for me. And getting rid of the stuff around me, uh, I know I probably something that I've learned about myself as well over the past few years is that physical clutter and, and the schedule clutter, having so much scheduled into my days and weeks becomes overwhelming and so I have to work really hard at trying to to cut that down to not have a lot of things taking my space and taking my daily schedule and timetable and those sorts of things because then when I remove that it allows me to to focus and to recalibrate almost and then to see forward with more clarity and I guess, yeah, I guess these things too are fabulous for um, for all of us to really take on board. But I guess, uh, from your point of view, Alyssa, you know, giving it, it clears the space for you to, as you say, process things. I take it this processing is a really important part of your life. It is most definitely. And one thing that I've been doing recently is working very hard at setting my own agenda and being okay with doing things my own way. And that comes into that how I process things as well. Not feeling obliged to work with other people's agendas or to feel pushed into things or pressured into things. Um, 
of course there are some things that we have to that we have to do to get by in the world but really trying hard to make sure that they they fit with the way that works for me um, and again that comes back to just I suppose giving myself permission to to do things the way that that allows me to be the best person that I can yeah and this is great advice for all of us and you know it's funny Alyssa it's I've had another beautiful lady on the show last week and now you and it's amazing how the same kind of little messages are coming through to us as to the personal challenges that we all have and how you've overcome these and and self-love has popped up again and also the yeah the thoughts running through our head about you know the doubt and the fear which is something that we all have going on I'm sure Uh, but it's great to hear how you've taken that and put into place certain things like the being on your own first thing in the morning to give yourself that space uh, you know, it's just one little thing that you can do to overcome these challenges. It is, and I think it's about finding just those that one little thing or those those little moments because we get so caught up in the busyness of life and of the world, and it's very easy to look at the day to our day to day existence and think, but there's no time or there's no space. But I think, and I and I used to see things that way as well, but I think once I started to consciously make that decision to create that space or to create that time, then you almost take that power back into your own hands and you're not so much being dictated to by just how everything else is running around you. Yes, most definitely. And what about the, you know, loving yourself? Uh, did you do something in particular to make sure, you know, is there one that we've only got two minutes before break, Alyssa? Is there one thing that you do to make sure you love yourself? Uh, I tell myself, probably Good. not as much as I did when I first started the process. I used to have to tell myself, that a lot particularly when times are really tough in life the first thing that I've always done has been the self-blame until I started to say I can't do that anymore and I would just say it in my head I love myself and I'm okay as I am this is going to be okay as it is. And I would write it down as well because I would find that writing it down as well as having it in my head just gave it that that extra little bit of, I don't know, something. Well, as we know, uh, words have great energy and great power that, you know, that vibrates out into the universe. So I always suggest to people to write things down. It not only gets it out of your head and creates that beautiful vacuum for new ideas to come in, but by writing things down, you are putting power behind them, which is a great way to go. Now, after this break, we're going to have lots more from Alyssa.
Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove will return after this short break. author of the best-selling book, Use Your Head to Get Your Foot in the Door, includes job search secrets no one else will tell you. Harvey is a true ideal praxist. That's a person who puts ideas into practice. Harvey admits landing the right job can be more difficult than the job itself. And successful people can't have pornophobia. That's the fear of work. But in these economic times, it can be a necessity to make money any way you can. What's a word for using any means to make money? Womo de Kunquais. So what's the best job to have? Will Rogers once said, the best job in the country is the vice president. All he has to do is get up every day and ask, how is the president? It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. It's Marching Christmas traditions vary around the world. Citizens of Finland visit the sauna on Christmas Eve and listen to the national piece of Christmas radio broadcast. Norway is the birthplace of the Yule log cake. And in Greece, many people believe in goblins that cause mischief during the 12 days of Christmas. Captain John Smith drank the first eggnog in his 1607 Jamestown settlement. Nog comes from the word grog, which refers to any drink made with rum. Since Christmas arrives in Australia in the middle of summer, jingbangs or crowds of Aussies celebrate at the beach with beer and Skittles. This is the time each year where we have to climb up to the sky parlor or attic to fetch our Christmas lights. What's the word for decorating till we're about to collapse? Flip floppus. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Woohoo! You are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live, and I'm speaking with Alyssa Plumridge, my beautiful guest today. If you have just joined us, this is the first in a series of six shows focused on helping us understand that the act of empowering self always has a beautiful ripple effect. And it inevitably empowers others, uh, gives them permission to shine. Now, if you would like to listen to the complete show and lots of others, then you can download them for free from iTunes. Just search Geraldine Tegelove Live under podcasts. Or you can come here to Toginet and listen or download from my show page. And you can also find them on my website at GeraldineTegelove.com. And you spell Tegelove, yes, it's a bit of a tricky one, T-E-G-G-E-L-O-V-E. Lots of love in my life, obviously, so that's good. Now, before the break, we were chatting to Alyssa about um, her own personal challenges and how she began to overcome these. But, Alyssa, I'd love to move into um, a a little bit about business because a lot of women who are listening to this podcast will be also interested in how 
uh, or what were the business challenges that you faced and probably still facing and how you are overcoming these. So would you like to kind of talk about that a bit? Okay. Uh, probably the biggest business challenge, life personal challenge, I guess, is fear. Um, that's probably the biggest uh, doubt, feeling overwhelmed with what I want to achieve. And I guess they're probably still challenges that, that I face today, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> yeah, I think if everybody's honest, we all still face, because only, it's only natural that as we grow into our business, it's going to expand and we go, ooh, hang on a minute, you know, am I ready for this? It, and it's a scary thing, particularly when you are moving out of employment in terms of um, the security of going to work and earning your wage and then stepping into, I suppose, the role of business owner um, or being self-employed or however that looks, that's, that sense of fear is huge to begin with. And particularly when you can see where you want to go, but you can see all of the obstacles in your way in order to get there when you think about them as obstacles. <laughs> yes. And look, sometimes they really are obstacles because, you know, it's, um, it's, I don't know about you, Alyssa, but it was, it's kind of finding your strengths and running with those. But then how do you fill those gaps uh, where you need others? Have you found that a problem? It is. That's a real challenge. And in fact, even when uh, my business partner, Sherry, and I moved into the work that we're doing at the moment, um, our work has taken us in a completely different direction to where we first thought that we would begin. And there were probably, or maybe we, we, we probably didn't anticipate um, that those, that change in path was going to happen for us, but it's kind of, again, that's been another obstacle or I suppose a challenge that, that we've had um, it's been very much about taking baby steps all along the way. I think if you if you take on too much, there's the risk that it will become completely overwhelming and you'll step back and say, I just can't do that anymore. Well, that, that's how I see it in my head anyway, and that's probably been a big reason for me taking baby steps as I go along. Um and I guess over time with these things that do crop up, these challenges, that you have to start to look at weeding out things that aren't so important. And I guess coming back to what you said, Geraldine, with, with working out where your strengths are, and it's been very much about working out what best fits with who I am and probably where I can have the truest impact with the work that I do mm, in terms yes. of, you know, where it fits best for me. 
And and sometimes we, a bit like being a mother, isn't it, where we we have to be the the wonderful mother and we have to be the the counsellor and we have to be the the health uh, <laughs> professional and all of those things and we try to be the perfect everything to everybody and yet. Um, you know, sometimes, particularly in business, it's much better to step out, find who you really are, discover your strengths within that business, and then just go on the search to find the people who can support you within that, who perhaps come with other strengths and create that beautiful team around you. Yes, very much so. And look, that's still a work in progress for me um, and constantly looking to reevaluate and check the direction that I suppose all of us are travelling within within our company. Um, and I suppose, yeah, really focusing in on, on those strengths because to get the best out of everybody, I think that's, that's the, what you need to do anyway. And don't you love the way the universe has this wonderful way of kind of moulding things in a way that, you, you? well, I don't know, this is for me, from my point of view anyway, I think I have it all planned out and I think I have everything ready to go, you know, I'm really good at making lists and preparing everything, yes, being in control yes. and then yes. suddenly it's like the universe says, hang on, no, we're going in this direction. <laughs> And it does, it throws you, it throws you. Uh, I suppose the uncertainty of things at times is a real challenge too. Building on what you've just said there, Geraldine, is when you have your plan in place and then things really do go haywire. And I found that you almost need to sit in that because, again, that's where the fear comes back in. Well, it comes back in for me anyway. And I've learned that I need to sit in that space um, and take it on for what it is in order to then move on from there. I find that by pretending it's not happening, by ignoring my own, um, I suppose, concerns about what's coming along or running away from it really doesn't work. It's about acknowledging something for what it is, if it is that fear. And then that gives you a better place to be able to go, okay, so this is what's created that. How can I now move on from here? Yeah, fabulous way to – and that's being, that's being real. <laughs> it is, it is. And I hope that made sense what I just explained there, but – um, I think we spend so much time trying to just make things better, but until you really acknowledge what what it is that's that's created that challenge for you, then you, you can't necessarily hone in on exactly what it is that that you can do then to move forward. And I'm, I think too, I know from my experience, I understand completely what you're saying because it's taking that pause, stepping out of the whole thing, 
facing that fear and going, well, okay, if this isn't quite working the way I thought it was going to work, then, uh, you know, what are the other options or am I being moved in a slightly different direction? And by stepping out of things, it's really giving you the opportunity to see that new direction. Is that how you found it? Yes, most definitely, for sure. It just gives yeah. you that space. And again, again, I guess that comes back to what I talked about earlier. Um, having that mental space for myself is really important and it allows me to to really get past a lot of those blockages that come come along along the way. Yeah. And look, I understand this is a very difficult uh, part of being in business and it's also difficult when the bills still come in, the mortgage still has to be paid or the rent still has to be paid and food still has to be put on the table and you're thinking, ah, it's only natural that you're going to jump into that fear uh, yes. mode mm. um, but it's I guess um, just stepping out for a short time and going well what can what else can we or I be working on whilst this is happening this bit of a shift in gears and yes. I always remind myself that um, you know if you're driving a car and you want to shift gears you have to slow down and you or you you know if you're driving a manual car particularly if you're changing from one gear to the next it it does have that little pause while it shifts oh. into the next gear yeah put on the clutch <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So, you know, it does happen and sometimes it's just a little message from the universe to say, hang on a minute, yeah, this has been really great, but now we're going to shift into a higher gear and are you really ready for that? And if you're so caught up in it not happening or what are we going to do or have fear or doubt, then you can't really see what it needs to be done to shift into that overdrive, you know, that new gear where things move faster. Yes, that's right, for sure. Yeah, so um, it's always good to take that little breather uh, and really get moving. Now, we're coming into another break. They seem to go so quickly. <laughs> So after the break, Alyssa, I'd love you to have a think about, um, you know, what what advice, what secrets would you share with other women who are ready to really empower themselves and therefore empower others? So I'm going to leave you with that thought as okay. we come. Yeah, as we come into break. So hang tight, everyone. Still lots to share with you. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove will return after this short break. It's there are more cats in U.S. households than any other pet. Most allurophiles or cat owners know that unlike dogs, taking Kitty for a ride in the car isn't any fun. I mean, you never see a cat hanging its head out the window, enjoying the breeze. Today's domestic cat is descended from a small Mideastern wildcat. A group of kittens is called a kindle. 
and a group of adult cats is a clouder. What's the word for those dust balls composed entirely of cat hair? Fluffer Nugans. Personally, I like pigs better than either cats or dogs. Dogs are subservient and look up to man. Cats are aloof and look down on man. A pig, however, will look you in the eye and see as equal. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. If you are a woman and have always longed for lean legs, tight buttocks, sinewy arms, and a stately posture, then bar classes may be just what you're looking for. The Bar Method program focuses on elongating muscles and burning fat, and some think it's similar to interval training because the body switches from intense exercise to stretching, which results in sculpted muscles and an increase in the burning of fat calories. The routine is made to give everyone access to a ballerina body. This ballet-based workout is becoming very popular, and according to the New York Times, it is a tough exercise routine. Seasoned ballerinas and even top athletes find their muscles burning when doing these classes. So if you are looking to tighten your derriere, elongate your muscles, and improve your posture, check out bar classes. They may be perfect for you. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, we are back and you are listening to Geraldine Tegelov and my guests today, Alyssa Plumridge, and we're chatting about the flow-on effects of empowering others once we empower ourselves um, and over the next a few weeks, I'm going to be chatting with more women who have done just that, real women, as I describe them, who have stepped out in faith and, and trust with a, a big vision in their hearts and have overcome the challenges that presented themselves along the way and are coming out victorious and are now inspiring others to do exactly the same. So uh, now, Alyssa, I have to warn you, this, this last segment, it just kind of flies. I don't know where it disappears to, but it does. <laughs> so, and, and what I'd love to do, it's just jumped into my head before I forget, because um, I know there could be lots of people out there who are on the spectrum who, or who have children or next-door neighbours or the kids up, the, you know, or educational as somebody. How do we get in touch with you and find out all the wonderful things that you're doing? Okay. Well, probably the first port of call would be our website, uh, now, all the W's in, in front. Yes. Dot, dot creating. Now, I'm going to spell that because quite often people hear it as creative. And even though we are wonderfully creative people, we are all about <laughs> creating. So it's C-R-E-A-T-I-N-G Connections Australia. So it's all one word, Creating Connections Australia. Dot com dot au. Right, dot all com w. and and all so we've w. got the dot au at the end. Dot au at the end. Okay. 
And that's everyone, that's for Australia, of course. So it's www.creating, C-R-E-A-T-I-N-G, connections, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N-S, australia.com.au. That's it. Now, and do you have a Facebook page? We do have a Facebook page. You can search us up on Facebook and you can also find us on Instagram and you can find us on Twitter as well. Oh, my and goodness. Yeah, lots of places, yeah. We do blog uh, on a regular basis as well. Generally, it's weekly and we share our our personal insights and our strategies and ideas that can be useful for for all ages um, and you can find that on our website um, or alternatively there's also a little a little section at the top right hand corner of our website where you can join our our regular mailing list and so therefore you'll receive those blog posts and any other information that we have straight to your email and so it's as you go looking (laughs) and may i urge you if you really want to uh learn about what these beautiful women are doing in the world of autism and how they view autism and how they work with people it's a great way to go so um i suggest you go to creating connections australia.com.au and if you can't remember that go to facebook and look for creating connections Uh, it's really a great way to go and remember it's in australia so fantastic you'll get heaps of ideas wonderful things ways to go at the moment um i think your your workshops are all face to face are they Alyssa? They are, although we do have some that will be coming online um, in the not-too-distant future. So it's it's all about watching this space. <laughs> oh, fantastic, because I was going to say, you know, once it goes online, so many people can then uh, connect into it. And I know from experience you will love the way the girls approach autism. Uh, it's from the heart and it's from the lived experience, which just makes all the difference. So I urge you to whiz by creatingconnectionsaustralia.com and .au for Australia. Now, Alyssa, I'd love to hear, yeah, if you have any advice that you would give to other women who are ready to step out and empower themselves and then empower others okay well lucky you gave me the chance to think about it over the break (laughs) (laughs) yeah look i do i think for anybody it's about loving yourself enough to give it a go about trusting uh trusting yourself to really follow what it is that you want to follow I often see, and look, we all we all see and hear and read the little statements or quotes about just taking one step or things like you'll you'll only regret what you haven't done and lots of other beautiful little quotes like that. And I think these days I reflect back on those kinds of things and think to myself, yep, I really just have to take that chance and back myself to have a go. And that's what it comes down to, just 
having a go and trusting in yourself that, you know what, if it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. It might be hard. In fact, it can even be heartbreaking at the time if something doesn't work as you anticipated that it would. But it's okay just to regroup and to go again at a different angle. And it's about just giving yourself that self-love in order to be able to do it. That was a really big thing for me to come to, uh, particularly being the perfectionist that I am (laughs) and having that constant fear of failure in the back of my decision-making. But I look back now and I'm so glad that I gave myself the, the chance just to step out and say, I'm going to give this a go. Yeah, and I think you find, um, you know, sometimes it's not exactly the way we think it's going to go, the path, but I I just love your advice. And, and the good part is, too, that you can step into it slowly. You don't have to just kind of jump from one thing into the other you can slowly ease yourself into it with baby steps and and find your way as you go. Well, I've found that with myself anyway. Have you found that, Alyssa? Most definitely. Just taking little steps and not making the goal whatever it is that you, that you want in life or that you want to try or achieve or anything is not making the goal so big that you just can't get there. Or if you have that goal, being able to break it down into tiny little pieces so that you can actually feel that you're getting somewhere as you go along. Probably um, something else that I, that I would say in terms of advice is to find someone who backs you on your dreams because there's a lot of people in the world who are very good at pulling your dreams down, even without realising it. So it's really um, worthwhile finding somebody who, who will back you on it and say, you know what, I believe in you as well. Of course you have to believe in yourself, but having somebody else, because those days when the doubt does take over so much that even your self-talk can't deal with it, or when everything just becomes too much and, and you want to throw it all in, and if it's like me, you want to get into bed and hide under the doona and the pillow, Um, it's always really valuable to have someone who can help remind you of who you are and where you're headed and why. Um, Or even if it's someone just who can pour you a drink and bring you a bar of chocolate, if that's what you need. (laughs) I love the drink and the bar of chocolate. That sounds good, yes. (laughs) Most definitely. And, And I quite agree because I don't, whether you're in business for yourself or whether you're employed or whatever, you, we all have those times when we do want to crawl in and somewhere and hide away from the world. Um, and it is important to have that mentor or that person who will sometimes just listen and go, yep, it's yeah. tough, yeah, but, you know, keep going. <laughs> keep, mm, and... I'm not sure about you either, but I find having that somebody, because uh, when, when we're in that state, we don't necessarily clearly see where we're headed and somebody else can perhaps perceive it in a different light. Oh, my goodness, we've only got a few minutes to go, Alyssa. Can you tell, I, I know that you're working on something special at the moment. Can you tell listeners, you know, in a couple of minutes what you're doing at the moment? 
Well, we've got a, we do have a few projects underway at the moment. Um, one project that we're particularly excited about, and this is this is both me and my business partner Sherry, is that we're working on what we like to term our behaviour bible. Um, one thing that we find we found throughout our work over the years, over many many years, is that um, one of the challenges for those people who do support autistic people or those on the spectrum, however you want to look at it, is understanding the reasons why we do things the way that we do. And quite often people say, but the behaviour is so challenging and I don't know what to do with it. Or they there is a tendency to, to manage behaviour in traditional disciplinarian formats and it just doesn't work. And... Yeah, so what you're saying is, uh, I'm sorry, Alyssa, I'm going to have to jump in here because we're we're just about to finish. But so there will be this amazing manual that you're producing. Please tell me there will be. (laughs) There will be with plenty of ideas and strategies and things that you can look at for yourself to help somebody, help support somebody so that you're not, managing challenging behaviours and you're really looking at the underlying need of behaviour and offering that person and yourself the best opportunity to shine because it really is about understanding those underlying messages and knowing that the behaviour that we see is all about somebody just trying to communicate something to us. So that's what that is Yeah, fantastic. And I can't wait to see that come out. So everyone, remember, look for it. It's coming, which will be just fabulous for anyone who's needing support. Alyssa, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It has just been wonderful to hear, hear from from a, a real woman who's empowering herself and empowering others. And don't forget, we'll have more next week. In the meantime, I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great week, everyone. Yes, get out there and do what you want to do in life. Um, million blessings of happiness, love and peace to all. And bye for now. Next week with more life-changing ideas to share. In the meantime... You can visit her at www.geraldinetegelove.com to check out her fabulous new products and her workshops. Remember that all Geraldine's radio shows are available on iTunes free of charge. So why not?